In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the evil one, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith. For you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power and the glory forever. Amen. Yesterday, we had a lovely wedding in our church. And as is most often the case, One side had an Armenian Orthodox background and the other side had a Roman Catholic background. Now one of the first things I do at these types of weddings is explain that Armenian church priests are allowed to be married because this then prevents awkward stares when they meet Yeriskinana and my kids at the reception afterwards. But the other thing that always happens is that I find good Catholics ask a question most often at the wedding rehearsals. They see the Armenian cross, which was on our pews, on our walls, on the altar, engraved in the Hashgar, lifted up by the Hachyachpar, the brother of the cross, over the couple, and they say, those are beautiful crosses, but do you not have crucifixes in your church, those with the body of Christ? on them. And now I think maybe most of you know the short answer to this question. But the longer answer, it reflects today's readings, today's prayers for our genocide martyrs, and today's feast, today is the feast of Ashkara Matran, which means the feast of the world church, the entire church of Christians around the world. Romans, Armenians, Greeks, everyone. So first, the short answer. Generally speaking, the Armenian cross is a cross of resurrection. The absence of Christ's body, the vines you see, and the grapes sometimes, and the growth, they all focus on the Easter gift of what came from the crucifixion and suffering of Christ, Easter resurrection. And generally speaking also, the crucifix in the Catholic Church is a cross of the suffering servanthood of Christ, how modeling God's love, true love endures much suffering on the road to resurrection. And as is often the case, when you put both of these perspectives together, you get a more fuller truth than if you look either one by itself. Because all Christians believe, as the Apostle Paul told us, that we are united with Christ in a death like his, and we shall be certainly reunited with him in a resurrection like his. The key is to put both crosses together, the cross of suffering and the cross of resurrection, because you don't have one without the other. And the key also, by the way, on this Sunday of the World Church, is to keep all the many sides of the Christian church together, because all of us need each other, and we were never meant to go it alone as Christian 
faithful or as a people. Let's first discuss the implications of the two-sided theology of the cross. The cross should be like two sides of a coin of the Christian journey. In fact, it should be like two sides of the same cross. Imagine that this cross on one side has a crucifix and the body of Christ and that the other is one of resurrection. Those are just the two sides of our salvation and our life, the two realities of a daily Christian life. The crucifix reminds us, do not be surprised by the evils and the trials that have befallen us in the past. Don't be surprised at the evils and the trials which are ahead of you and I. Don't be surprised. That is life and that is the Christian walk. The world can be very evil, but Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So look around our church, and it seems our ancestors knew about this two-sided cross. If you looked at our chalice closely, there's two pictures of his crucifixion, and there's two pictures of his resurrection. If you look at the gospel, look what we have here. On this side is Jesus on the crucifix, and on this side is Jesus glorified in heaven. Our forefathers knew about the two sides of the cross, and it should be not only engraved in our church, it should be engraved in your hearts and in your minds so that we recognize our suffering and we recognize the suffering of other people. We work to heal it, and then we trust in its redemption in some way in Christ. Now, to the ecclesiology of a many-sided cross, of a many-sided church, which is diverse in culture and tradition. Today's reading reminds us that the evil one has a favorite trick to discourage and dismantle Christians. St. Peter says he's like a lion circling around victims. He can only get to them when they're isolated. Just like in the wild, a lion can only get to something that's separated from the herd. We're safe together. We're very vulnerable by ourselves. And so as Christians, we need each other. We need to share each other's triumphs and also our trials. I've learned so much from the Catholic tradition in my life, from the Greek tradition as well, in my faith formation, and so I make every effort to share that spiritual insight from our tradition just to pay back all that I have taken and learned from their traditions. And this sharing and support is even more critical when you're dealing with our trials. In sharing uh, the great calamity of the Armenian Genocide, for example, with our Catholic brothers and sisters, which we did more than ever at the 100th anniversary in 2015, many beautiful blessings blossomed from this sharing. The Roman Church pronounced St. Gregory of Nautic a doctor of the World Church. We had services at St. Peter's Basilica and around the world. We had further recognition of the genocide. And perhaps most importantly, it helped change our perspective on ourselves. 
from victims of genocide to martyrs for Christ. So therefore today, on this Sunday of the World Church, where we also commemorate the martyrs of the genocide, let's embrace this two-sided cross and the many sides of our World Christian Fellowship. Because the cross reminds us that there's no way around suffering in our lives, there's only a way through it, destroying evil by Jesus' Easter forgiveness and his love. And then the church reminds us that whether we're Catholic or Coptic or Greek or Armenian, we are never ever to walk alone. We have great strength in numbers and we have ultimate strength in the cross of Christ which guides us through sin and death unto Easter resurrection in Christ, now and always and unto the ages of ages. Amen.